Welcome to the 14th episode of the Dudes Spanking Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about digital adaptations of your favorite board games, and it's not a podcast about the mysterious world of cryptography. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanky dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. I'm Big Daddy Frank from Las Vegas. And I am Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Welcome back, Big Daddy Vegas. Also known as Big Vegas Daddy on Spank the Suckups. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he was. Uh, you were here for our 13th episode. Got a lot of good feedback uh, from that and figured we'd have you back for another episode talking about some fun things for the new year for 2018 and that's kind of what this podcast is, episode is going to be about a little bit um but first before we get into that just kind of an update uh folks who listen to podcast episode seven uh know about waps uh a website a hookup spanking hookup site uh, by a buddy of mine, Jaden, and he's working on trying to make it into an app that you can download for your phone. Um, he's hit a little bit of a snag with iTunes, um, with the Apple Store. They will not approve a spanking-themed hookup app uh, for the store, even if he follows the same guidelines for other hookup apps like Grindr or Recon. And what they're telling him is that it's too specific too specifically about sex as mm -hmm. opposed to meeting and socializing and things like that. And, you know, and of course, from our perspective, that sounds bizarre because Terrible. we, yeah, we know how guys, particularly, you know, guys who are hooking up with other guys, we know why they're using Grindr and Recon. And, um, it's a really strange sort of dynamic. Uh, I I had a, a pretty lengthy conversation with Jaden, and I might try and if if this plays if this keeps playing out, I might get him on the podcast. So we could talk about it a little bit more. Um, they just kind of they're concerned. They seem to be concerned that a app focused on a specific fetish um, is too sexual. So even though Recon. Um, uh, marks itself as, as appealing to all sorts of, you know, fetish play, it's not specifically about one fetish. And I don't know why that's such a big deal. And one of the things I talked about with Jade is, well, maybe they're afraid that, like, if they approve a hookup site for spanking, um, first of all, there are countries that, that, that have kind of concerns about any sort of uh, play that involves pain or, dom you know, or physical domination, spanking, S&M. Uh, and actually, the fact that that uh, they rejected Jaden made me realize that that's maybe why Recon doesn't have spanking um, or mm. S&M play as an, as an interest on Recon, because they're afraid of getting in trouble. In some countries, like, um, like in the United Kingdom and England, they're very, very um, oppressive towards representations of fetish play in in porn and culture there, even though it's incredibly popular. So it's, it's all kind of weird. Absolutely. So it was already like, well, if they approved, you know, if they approved an app for guys who are despaking, would they have to approve an app for guys who are into, say, breath control play or choking, you know, which I'm not judging those people. I think that's a perfectly there's there's nothing wrong with having that fetish. I actually know guys who are into that. But, you know, if you're Apple uh, they then they have to think about is is everyone with every fetish going to demand a hookup app and what does that mean if you start getting into play that that some people think is kind of dangerous so so but he's still working on it um, if you're on WAPS um, is w h a p p z dot com uh, he is still working on it he's making some changes to the photo the way that the photo displays work in order to kind of try and maybe get some uh, approval so just to let you guys know if you're out there waiting for a spanking related app um Jaden is still working on that so i am i like the app and i use the app good stuff yeah it's great and i have noticed that that it is, you know, when you, you talk about, if you take a look at this, the, the age of, of players in the community, there's definitely younger guys into spanking are being drawn to WAPs. So I just kind Absolutely. of, you know, I just kind of hope that, so, you know, not, I'm, not because I'm on the hunt for young guys, but because I want to make sure <laughs> that I, I, I want to make sure that it's easier for young guys to find guys to play with. Sure. Um, you know, that, I've met that, Jaden. 
by the way. Okay. I met Jaden at a um, another spanking party, and man, he sure does give a good hand spanking. Let me tell you, I watched <laughs> him in action. Yeah, really yeah. Really good. Really nice guy too. Oh yeah, he's a he's a, a, long, a sweetheart. In depth yeah. conversation. Very yeah. very nice man. Yeah, he's a he's Go a. Sign up for WAPS. Yeah, he's he he's a great person to speak about the spanking community to people who aren't into spanking. He's just a very um, polite, kind person, you know, so so you won't talk to him and you come away with the idea that there's something odd about those of us who are into spanking. In fact, you'll come away with the exact opposite. So, Absolutely. He's very down to earth and very articulate. Yeah. Yep. So with that, let's get into Real Dudes, Spanking Real Dudes. And this year, it well, this month in January we're we're towards the end of January and um it's a uh, time for new year's resolutions um so uh, daddy vegas do you have any new year's resolutions oh absolutely my uh well of course our resolutions basically in January focus around weight loss and all these things and uh, getting organized and stuff like that, but for spanking, uh, doing more spanking and going to more places outside of my own comfort zone, P- specifically maybe San Francisco or maybe going to Camp Red Tails. That's things I'd like to uh, pursue and possibly go to. Yeah, you just recently started coming to – how long have you been in Vegas? Because you just recently oh. started coming out to our the Moonburn parties. 1990. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, 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 but you've only been coming to Moonburn since uh, uh, October, November. Correct. Yeah. November, actually. November. November was yeah. my first one, and I loved it. And uh, of course, it is a bit of a haul. That's like a four-hour drive, isn't it? It is, but it yeah, it kind of clears the head and kind of it's a relaxing drive, except when there's traffic, which. Has only happened once, really. So it's okay. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I am. I, I have to confess that I have a sort of a. I don't want to call it a negative attitude, but I'm not a New Year's resolution kind of guy, because I don't like to. Um, I don't like to tie myself down to to starting a goal on a particular day. I I want to be able to think about and plan and then implement goals as they as you know as they come around. I'm a I'm actually a project oriented personality type uh and in fact the the podcast dude spake a dude is the result of me you know wanting to do some sort of project related to spanking um and so my mentality is to you know start developing and just work out a project uh and it, it may feel it may actually look from the outside to be sort of improvisational like i just you know uh brian our, the our the co-founder of the podcast i just what he had vaguely mentioned it once and it's sort of burned in my brain for a while and then one just day i just said we should do a podcast about speaking um and it just it probably it came out of the blue to him but it was something that i had been thinking about for weeks um so mm. i kind of tend to approach things that way and i start to work on projects when they've gelled for long enough so um i'm actually starting uh two significant work-related projects right now, which is kind of why I'm a little bit delayed on doing the next podcast episode, um, because those are just getting getting into uh, into rotation of, of doing actual tasks in them, and so they're taking up a bit of my time. Um, and then, you know, you talked about weight loss. Uh, right. And, yeah, and we both we both had we were both uh, talking about when we were planning this episode about, about resolutions and weight loss, and both of us, having worked on losing weight, I actually... Um, before starting the podcast, um, I went on a one of my previous projects was a, a massive weight loss get in shape thing. I was at 220, and now I'm down to 165, and I've been at 165 for about two years now. Um, mm, and that fantastic. was a yeah, that was a project I started. You know, I started that in an in August. You know, so I didn't wait for the new year. I'm still, and I just kind of developed. It was great to have actually done it by then because there was it was so low pressure. You know, right. there was you know, so I was able to you know, I started going to the gym. I was able to just do things at my own speed and work out the project and work out all these goals and able to do it on my own. Now, of course, I'm a gym goer. I was actually at the gym yesterday, um, and so all these people who you know who have showed up. You know, with the new year, they're going to go for a few weeks, and I'm never going to see them again. 
So absolutely, they'll be they'll be gone by February first. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Yeah, but some guys go in a little different. They need a solid start time. Yeah, and for some reason, that's just my perspective. They need that first, that January first, that magic number where it's the beginning of the new year, to start their stuff and become persistent and consistent in their um, goals and whatever they want to do. So, what kind of resolutions should we we think about if we're we're into dudes, spanking dudes? What should we what should we be thinking about for resolutions for the new year? Absolutely, is start making contacts. Um, either on Spank This Hookups and the other websites, southspanking.com. Go outside your comfort zone a little bit. Start meeting guys, talking to guys, even if they're not your specific type. You can learn something from everybody. Start a network. Start just, you'll get ideas, and you never know. You might make a new friend for life. Yeah, I think it's. Um... I think it's important, and I've, I've hit on this a few times on the podcast, um, and I've mentioned how I, I get to be spoiled by living in Los Angeles because we have such a large spanking scene because uh, we're such a large city, and, you know, it's where porn comes from. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but a, a huge, you know, a significant part about, of my relationship with the spanking community uh are friends. They are friends. They are not people that I'm spanking. They are not people that I'm being spanked by. Um, and nevertheless, they are very much an important part of my life and my social life. I was actually, a couple weeks ago, Sydney and Bossman and I went to the Science Museum. Um, nobody spanked anybody, although I, I don't know if Sydney, Sydney and Bossman might have played around uh, later at some other point. But uh, the point is that we, you know, when you have friends in the spanking seed, they're friends. They're friends. They're friends who share something that with you. And so, um, uh, if you're thinking about what to do with the new year, and you're not happy with um, your interactions with the spanking community and, and where you are in the spanking scene, maybe stop looking. If 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 you were doing this, if you were going on, if you were going to spanking parties, if you were going on on sites like Spank This Hookups and Recon, and you're only specifically looking for the kind of person you want to play with, um, you know, either I want to be spanked by this guy, I want to spank that guy, otherwise I don't care. Um, you're really missing out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because there's a, a community, and I've, I've, I've said this before, there are several guys that I've played with and that I've really enjoyed playing with in the spanking community that I met through other people in the spanking community that I don't play with. So, like, for example, the bully who I've talked about in several podcasts, he's a friend of a friend of mine from Moonburn, um, and, and that's how I met him. I wouldn't have met him otherwise. So, um, so I'm and sure... That- to that end, you're developing your own type of network and uh, from a friend of a friend, and all of a sudden you've developed this fantastic relationship with a boss man. Yeah, yeah, and um, and that again is through, you know, meeting through friends, going to parties. Um, uh, what about you? You have, I mean, do you have friends in the speaking community that aren't, you know, necessarily people that you spake? But there are people that you talk to about spec and, and you know you have good relationships with. Yes, and and some folks I haven't met. Um, I've reached out to a few people in New York and other states, and even though they're really not my type, my in the box type to spank, uh, a couple of guys I talk to all the time outside in New York City and other states and Florida. I haven't met these guys, but and I would actually rather talk to them than some of my local friends and family who don't know that I'm into the spanking scene because I can be 100% open and honest with them. I don't have to hide anything. Right. Right. Yeah, that's always a, that's always a big thing. Actually, I think I, I talked about that a little bit on the 
on episode 13 when I had my little cancer scare, which was the fact that, you know, you have these people in your life um, that, that understand that part of your personality. And so when you're talking about other things as well, you don't have to um, shield certain parts of your life from them. So you kind of so these friends that you make in this baking seed end up knowing more about you than family members and, and other friends outside this baking scene, even if they're only friends, you know, so it's like yeah. this. I, it's, I would rather at times call my friends in the spanking community than talk to my actual family. Because I know I'm going to get drama with them, <laughs> and I'm not going to get all the drama and all the BS from my spanking buddies. Yeah. So how do we how do we get people? What is our advice then? What 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 should we specifically be telling telling everyone out there to be doing um, as far as um, establishing friendships? Um, what I would say is. Um, um, be willing to, if someone approaches you, or, or first of all, be willing to approach people online uh, because you find their profiles interesting, um, with with no real agenda, but just to say, hey, I want to, I want to get to know people in this bacon community. That's something that has happened to me a lot since I've started the podcast. I actually just had someone um, on on WAPS actually message me who's getting in, getting more involved in this baking. Uh, he started a Tumblr page, um, and now he's trying to, you know, trying to make friends in the spanking scene. And, and he did find a guy that uh, I guess he, what he called a, a spanking big brother, um, but also looking for friends. That's very cool, actually. That's very cool that you have encouraged somebody to grow. Well, yeah, and I think we should encourage each other. And so, so what I really kind of want to get across here. Um, is someone's value in this baking scene to you should be more than just um, whether or not you are attracted to them or want to spake or be spake by right, them. Right, whether you're going to take them over your knee or not. Right, or, or vice versa. It's right. a much greater plane that you're trying to find here, a much greater friendship that that's a possibility of course, not everything is going to pan out. We all get the guys who are in their little fantasy mode, who try to waste your time. <laughs> well, let's let's direct let's let's talk to those folks too. Let's not leave anyone out. If if well, they're yeah, if you're yeah, listening, if you're listening to the podcast, um, uh, if someone and you know I've had to cut I've had to cut off conversations with people who are like that. Um, some folks do like to do role play, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you don't want to use conversations with people to role play. If the other person is not interested in doing that, maybe think about again. Um, that doesn't mean you can't have conversations with them. It's it's right, such it's such. Again, I'm not going to have long, lengthy conversations. Conversations of strings that go nowhere. Does that make sense? Because a lot of it's a lot will waste your time. And I find my time is to me is valuable. I don't want to waste it on just a random fantasy for somebody. Oh, someone wants to someone wants to talk about their fantasies with you. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at too yes. with, with role play. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean there's a certain point where we realize that what you are doing is making is trying to make yourself horny. You know, and you're and you're you are yeah. horny. You're trying to cut your yeah. You already are horny, and you want some validation. You're trying to get off from what I'm chatting to you about. Yeah. How would you do this to me? What would you do uh, to me in this situation or yeah. that situation? Yeah. That is. That's what I. That's. That's what I mean when I'm talking about about role play, online role play, and there's a there's a place for that, but um, both sides need to be willing to participate. And so for the people who do that, um, if an, if the person you're talking to is not interested in participating in that, again, it's kind of it's, it's the same thing as saying of thinking that the that I, I'm only interested in talking to people if we can hook up. 
Um, there's still the, you know, someone doesn't want to role play with you. You again, it's the whole friend thing. You both share, you share a fetish. Uh, sure. it, you don't approach it maybe in the same way. So if someone isn't interested in helping you live out your fantasy, that doesn't mean you can't be friends and you can't talk to them. And, you know, and I've had that experience. I actually, I talked about this in the podcast once we were so after the podcast had started, um, I started, someone contacted me on recon and we were chatting and, you know, part of it was actually talking about spanking stuff. And then part of it was also talking about his fantasies. And he kept trying to draw me into the whole, well, what would you do to me kind of the thing? Fantasy play. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I was, you know, purposefully ignoring that part because he was on the other side of the country. We are not going to do anything. It's not something that interests me. It doesn't turn me on. And so I was ignoring right. those questions, and he got angry with me, and he said oh. he was, and he said he was going to stop listening to the podcast, and I, I laughed, oh. and oh, I, okay. and I blocked him on recon, and right. but it's such a weird way to approach that because you're essentially when you do that, you're like you don't acknowledge that the other person is actually a person. You're only looking at that other person in the terms of how they help you manifest your fetish. Yeah. Um, Let's talk. Uh, do you have anything to say then about the idea that you know, recognizing that um, the the person that you're communicating with is his own person and not just an extension of your fetish? Right. It's in their verbiage. It's it's their verbiage will be very very self serving. What will you do to me? What do I expect? That kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's you know I was I've actually been thinking about that a lot, and I think it's it's something that we could that the tendency to slide into, and part of it is because, well, the nature of a fetish, is very very personal, and very centered around objects and and um, rather than you know it's not romantic, um, and so it's centered around objects and behaviors rather than people. Although you certainly have a gender, you know, you, you may be only interested in dudes or you may only be interested in ladies or you may be interested in both. But so there's this sort of this dynamic where um, because your attraction is based on an activity, it can psychologically make you sort of downplay, you know, internally the idea of the, uh, the person on the other end of it. And we kind of need to – that could potentially be a resolution for the new year. You know, Think about the fact that the person on the other end of the conversation has his own way of engaging in spanking play, has his own fantasies about what he wants. And you know, we've talked about this all the time, and it's a constant theme on the podcast about the, the, the necessary – this negotiated process when guys to get together and spank. And – if you're only looking at it in the terms of what turns you on, um, that mm. that becomes a barrier in actual real life play. That sure does. Yeah, and in fact, I think we—I mean, we talked about that in the last episode. We were talking about tops. Um, one of the things that'll happen, you know, tops all have well, and bottoms. You know, we all have particular fantasies about what we want to experience. If you're a top and you only want to play with with bottoms in a particular narrow focus that you're shutting people off right at the start and cutting off the possibility that that other you know bottoms that you don't see as fitting into that model those bottoms might eventually become more like your fantasy the more they get to know you and the more they're willing to accommodate in fact i'll just go back to moonburn on um so boss man is uh, turned on by camouflage uh, attire, military uh, military gear, and so I, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> so I actually something I've never done before. I've never owned a piece of camouflage anything, but I was out buying some new uh, jeans, and I saw the store that I was at had camouflage pants, and I know that they turned him on. So I mm. bought them. They, they, you know, and I bought them, and I wore them to Moonburn, and he beat my ass in them. Uh, pro tip: If you're thinking of doing this, uh, I, I hadn't really thought about that, but uh, but camouflage uh, pants can be made of some fairly thin material, and they are not at all like jeans. 
And so I, what it ended up happening is like I combined one of his uh, attractions to mine. So I was wearing a jock strap underneath them. And I might as well have not been wearing anything Still at all. Rather thin. <laughs> yes, it was Still rather thin. Um, rather thin. I felt every swat uh, on on the seat of on the seat of the the camouflage pants. So something to keep in mind uh, if you're thinking of doing that. But but anyway, um, it's something that happened because I developed sort of a friendship with him, and ended up in a situation where. I wanted to make sure that he was enjoying the experience as well. Absolutely. And, the, and of course, the jockstrap. But it's also the camera. It's not negotiated. You just did it anyway. Because yeah. you wanted to help him. Well, the jockstrap was for me. The jockstrap turned me on. And so the, the, camouflage, oh, wow. was, the, the camouflage was to turn him on. Mm. Um, so it was kind of a way of, of both of, you know, meeting both Bring of our, our fantasy needs. Absolute win-win. Good for yeah. you. Yep. So things to think about. What about actual real-world meeting things? You had talked about, you know, should do you think people should, you know, guys? Because I hear a lot from guys who are who are, who are uh, struggling to meet folks. What what would you do? Because you're the one who just decided to start coming out to Moonburn. Oh, well, I. You have to first. You have to decide. I mean, you have to put that in your headspace. You have to, what am I going to do now? Okay, am I going to first go on a site like, say, Spank Those Hookups, and I'm going to look in my search option, and I'm going to find 10 guys in my local area um, and talk to them and chat with them and say, because they might be into you, they might not be into you, but at least give yourself the chance. It doesn't matter what they have in their their profile as far as I'm into guys that are, are from between 20 and 40 and that's their hard, fast rule and their info. Right. Don't worry about that. Message them anyway. Let them decide about you, not the other way around to have, they might not ever text you back and that's okay. But at least you tried, at least you extended yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a challenge. If you, here's, here's what I'll say. If you, um, if you're struggling to find a party or an event or find people to, to meet, um, send me a message and I can't make any promises, but if I know people in various areas, I can at least kind of direct you, you know, if you, if you're trying to find a party and, you're out in the middle of nowhere. I can still maybe kind of point you to a direction. Um, you know, there are people across the country who make plans to attend parties, you know, that, that take pretty long trips. And and uh, sometimes you might be able to join them or something like that. So it's a way of, you know, splitting costs or something like that or helping, you know, helping each other out or just kind of making sure that people get to be part of the scene. So if you're if you're struggling to kind of get yourself out there, let me know. Um, one other, one other thing I'm going to recommend for younger guys, because here's a, here, here's the thing that, that, that I've, I've, that's been happening since I started the podcast, which is, you know, younger people listen to podcasts more than older people, but, but I have been getting a lot of older folks too. Um, when I talk about Moonburn, I'll hear from young people about Moonburn and say, are there guys my age there? Um, and I understand uh, that they want to play with guys their own age, and I respect that. And they, sh you know, and but here's what happens: is that so you'll get one guy who's in his early twenties, who and, and he shows up at Moonburn, and there aren't any other guys in their early twenties. So, and but there are some older men who really, really want to be his daddy, but he's not into daddy play. Right. And so he doesn't come back to Moonburn. Mm. And so, and the problem is that this just keeps happening over and over again. And I'm like, if all of those guys who were in their 20s kept coming back to Moonburn, they would start coming in contact with each other. And then there would be a group of 20-somethings at Moonburn who could play with each other. Absolutely. That's what, that's my thing is, is persistency and consistency. Yeah. Keep coming back. I mean, you might, you might find, I don't know, find the man of your dreams there. <laughs> I mean, 
your spanking buddy for life. Or you know, or you'll just make and again the whole friend thing, the the friend resolution. Because what will happen is, if if I know all of these guys who are in their twenties, you know, and and they don't want to play with me, and that's fine. I perfectly fine with that. I like playing with guys my own age anyway. Um, if I know several of them and I know what their interests are, then I can direct a 20 something guy to another 20 something guy that I know from elsewhere and they can meet each other and maybe they'll hit things off. Uh, and then the other thing that happens, I've mentioned this before. Um, people in the spanking community do have private parties how do you get invited to them? They get to know you and they get to trust you. And and so it becomes that matter of becoming friends with people in the spanking community. So what I would say is um, if you've gone to a spanking party once and found it disappointing um, because you didn't find the people there that you, you, that you wanted immediately um, – persistence is important and to kind of keep coming back to them. The even Moonburn goes through phases. Um, we had a really, really quiet fall um, with low attendance at a lot of parties. Um, and, you know, even to the point that it like essentially this four hour party was essentially only really two and a half hours. Um, but then it'll, you know, then it'll pick back up. I think our February. I th I've heard from folks who are saying that they're coming out for the February party, so we might end up with with a big party. If you have one lackluster experience at a party and never come back, what you're doing is both, you know, reducing the likelihood that you're going to meet the person, meet meet someone that you're looking for, but you're also making those parties, you know, causing those parties to kind of collapse on themselves if everyone starts doing that. If everyone says, well. I didn't find someone I really wanted at this party this time, so I never come back. It creates a, it, it can't sustain, a party can't sustain itself. And we see parties collapse because of that. Right. I'll, 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 just to, to uh, interdict something is you made a great point What you introduce people to people. Right. Like you introduced me to somebody. Yes. They're late very late in the day, probably about three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, was that that was my my bullying victim, wasn't it? That was the bullying victim was earlier. earlier. Okay. And my goodness. Oh, okay, and, and another friend of mine. Oh, yeah, I remember. And an, okay. a, correct, another friend of yours, and we didn't really kind of hit it off at first, but then I shook his hand. He goes, "I want you to spank me." <laughs> as, seriously, as soon as I shook his hand, it's like. Uh, okay. Yeah, why don't that's like well, okay, great. Let's go over there and we did our thing and he has we really, ended up not he, only having a good time with each other, we also double teamed a guy in another room. Right. That he is a spanker as well as a spanky. Yeah. So I should mention like played... Daddy Vegas has really big hands. <laughs> <laughs> do I? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and I can I have a tendency of propensity actually to spank very hard when I if I have to. It it it's all in shades. It's if the warm up it's not so much. I go rather easy on the warm up, but it's if it's the the endorphins are flowing and we're having it's it's the time is right, then I'll I'll spank much harder. As you will, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I broke a, I broke a bath brush. Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> I never seen uh, like that in my life. No, yeah, the, it, it the wasn't only, it wasn't only a bath brush. It was a bass bath brush, <laughs> which are one of the strongest bath brushes that I know of. I've never seen one broke. Yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, it was the, the bully victim. I've, I've mentioned this in, in several, several different stories about uh, me and the bully, uh, and then um, who, the guy who bullies me, and now there's a guy who I bully at the Moonburn parties, and uh, he, he ratted me out one day, and I, I threatened revenge, and I got my revenge at the January party. Fabulous. Yeah. So, uh, yes. So. Uh, yeah, and it involved breaking a bath brush on his butt. 
he got he got a he got an authentic whooping. Um, uh, so anyway, but anyway, uh, to get us back on track, so just a, a couple of things to think about for New Year's resolutions for spakers is to put yourself out there, um, make friends in the spaking scene, resolve to not evaluate people entire in the spaking scene entirely on the basis of whether or not you want to spake or be spaked by them, because what you're really doing is closing yourself off from opportunities to find that guy or guys. I don't want to assume that people are interested in monogamous play, but you know, the more the more people you meet, the more people you become friends with in the spanking scene, the more likely it is you're going to find guys that you're looking for. So, and of course, the more that you put yourself out there, the more you talk to people. Um, and if you're really, really struggling or frustrating, um, send me a message, and we'll see if we can't figure out where you might go to find people. So. Um, it might be difficult. I hear sometimes I hear from people in Europe, and I've gotten someone from Africa and in South Africa, and I'm like, I <laughs> none of them have asked me for help, thank God. But uh, but if you definitely if you're in America, I mean, you know, I'm part of a network. You're part of a network. Absolutely. Yeah. So we can we can help you out. So um, I think that wraps up our New Year's resolutions. So let's move on to the fantasy life of spanking, uh, to something that you and I very much have a fondness for and it's a very very common fondness uh for both guys who are dudes who are into spanking dudes but also just dudes who are into dudes um and that is the jock not the jock strap although the jock straps play into a role but jocks the personality type the the sports oriented studly muscle boy um i am i am very, very huge into jocks, um, the, the fantasy of jocks, and it plays a, a major role in, in when I write spanking fiction. Now, you were a jock. Correct. You not, I or I guess football in high school. You played football in high school, so you lived out the fantasy for a lot of dudes who were just spanking dudes. Talk a little bit about, uh, about uh, football in high school and spanking. Well, in football in high school in the in the late seventies, it was a whole different animal than it is now, because the coaches could actually inflict corporal punishment on you if that it was approved by the parents. If they signed a slip and said it's okay to, you know, discipline Johnny for missing a practice or being late to practice or whatever in any way they see fit, basically. And some of it was pretty severe. Uh, my coach used a paddle ball paddle, and it's if you're not familiar with it, it's the Dunlop paddle ball paddle is about 13 inches long and has about 20 or 30 holes in it, and it's really really constructed well. And he was a very compact muscle coach, and when he swatted your ass, you felt it for a day or two. <laughs> you really did. It's it's like I don't know, but that's I kind of that's where maybe the intrigue plays into it. It was kind of cool, and I actually spanked another guy with that paddle for the first time, and it, it was just it was a random thing. I was out on a workout by myself on a Sunday, and another guy that works out who is also playing football this paddle ball paddle was left out and not put away uh-huh and so i don't know what i was doing i was doing some squats or something and he reared back and swatted me with this paddle and that's like <laughs> holy crap what what the hell was that that's like okay you okay now it's your turn oh awesome and so we ended up paddling each other i think i got the better of it even back then but that gave me kind of this sense of the i i liked swinging the paddle a whole lot more than getting the paddle if you know what i mean oh yeah yeah it's, so. it's interesting like well like in, our, in the last episode we were talking about santa claus uh and the fantasy of santa claus the idea that the, the, these um the way that we see corporal punishment represented 
as children can influence the fantasies that 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 stick with us and certainly there was corporal punishment in high school when i was a teen as well i was in florida um and you know i wasn't really a jock um but there was very much an idea that um the coaches had paddles and so there was a part of me that knew that it was going on that the that the that the these these hot you know young you know jocks were getting paddled and and so since i had realized that i was developing that fetish it was something that i fantasized about it became very much this sort of sort of influential observation about it. and then if you look at it if we just look at the relationship between gay men and jocks and so there there is unless you grew up at, like you if you, if you grew up as a jock it's one thing if if you're a gay man you know who was not particularly masculine in school and felt yourself isolated from those types of boys they had a sort of aura of mystery to them and then furthermore um we funny thing about us, you know, as Americans or, you know, certainly as Western culture, um, we tend to not, first of all, understand, you know, notice that that uh, children start developing their sexual personas, you know, before puberty and things like that. And we tend to not treat the butt as a sexual object particularly in, in very, you know, and in fact, it's really weird with corporal punishment in teens in high school, of course, which is they're in puberty. The butt is a sexual organ and we're spanking them. So, but th that's a separate matter. But, but my point is, is that uh, when we're teens, you know, and when our sexual orientations are starting to develop, you don't see a lot of interactions with butts. <laughs> that aren't about spanking. Um, and so if you're starting to find yourself drawn to guys' butts, um, it becomes a thing like, so every every like gay man thinks it's hot when they see a football player on the sidelines and they, they pat each other on the butt. Um, and, you know, we all think that's hot and they, they give each other a good, good hard smack. Um, and, you know, and you see how that, that fantasy comes from there because that's just how we um, see butts getting interacted with when we're at and a sexually. And, you know. and that's going to happen in a few days at the Super Bowl. Yes. When they play the Super Bowl, you'll see it. You have they see more than a few guys slap each other's asses. It just it yeah. just happens. And then of course the other thing about sports is that it's what and jocks is that the the it's one of the few situations where they wear clothing that um, eroticizes their body and shows off their body um, in a way. Yeah. In a way that doesn't happen elsewhere. I mean, it happens to women everywhere, uh, you know, in all sorts of environments, but for men, uh, for guys, it's typically in sports with tight fitting. I mean, I love, I love wrestling singlets. I love well, football uniforms because they show oh, off yeah. their bodies so wonderfully. Every curve. Yeah. And of course, especially butts, you know, and That's right, sticking it right out there. Yep, yep. Nothing shows off a butt like a wrestling singlet, um, or a or a football uniform yeah. with a, a framed jock strap. Oh yes, around his butt, especially yeah. if it's off color, like a white uniform with a black jock. Oh yeah. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, I love white football pants. The way that they did the, 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 the sh you know, there's some of them are like some of them are at this point, there's been so much like innovation on the fabrics that some of them are practically see through. I'm like, I can see his butt. Uh, and extremely thin. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so if for people who are into spanking as a, or into spanking and into spanking dudes and of course into jocks, there are there are, there there's porn. There's porn for you. Of course, it's pretty... Well, there's porn... There's always been porn, uh, dude porn involving jocks, but um, are there any particular videos that you particularly like? Well, there's a ton. Uh, there's a ton out there. There's um, actually... Um, he's relatively new to this. Um, on South Spanking, his name is Tin J. T-I-N-J. Uh. And he produces his own videos of him getting spanked by another guy 
in soccer uniforms. Oh, okay. And oh, he's just got a great butt, and he loves to get spanked, and just they're fantastic. I know that you know of some too. Yeah, I, I mean, they've you know pretty much every spank. If you if you go back historically into some of the older spanking studios, you will find jock themed videos. Um, Control T had some. Man's Hand has some. Um, on the current the current you know amateur focused studios, um, if you're looking for jocks being spanked, we we tend to <laughs> we tend to associate jocks with straight guys, and that's a, you know that's another part of the fantasy, of course, is this sort of like this dynamic of being attracted to straight masculinity, which you know that's a separate issue that we might actually be worth a separate podcast uh, fantasy discussion because there's definitely a fantasy about either spanking or being spanked by straight men. Um, so if you're looking at someplace like Clips for Sale, C-L-I-P-S for the number sale, um, <laughs> look for studios that, that have references to spanking straight guys in their names. Uh, because whether often, you know, I I don't know whether or not all the guys are actually straight. Some of them, some of them are acknowledged that they're not straight, but they, but they deliberate. They do that because they're deliberately looking for guys that have muscles. You know that that different. Essentially, they're they're advertising the fact that they're different from the thin twink dynamic that we see that we also see in the spanking scene. The boyish, the the little boy, uh, which I'm not judging anyone who's into those kinds of. Uh, into those kinds of guys for speaking. I'm just pointing out that there's a difference between the kinds of models that are in these studios. And so a couple of ones I was thinking of, uh, the British Boys Fetish Club has a, a bunch of different types of guys, um, some of which are, are pretty muscular. Um, Reluctant Young Men, which is over here in America. Ooh. I've mentioned them a few times. They've Fabulous. had some really nice muscular jocks, uh, jock-type personalities, and sometimes they even dress them up in jock outfits. Yes, um, yes, they do. Very hot. Yep. Uh, Straight Lads Spanked is a big one. I've bought them a few times. They have – I really – I've kind of liked them because, like, they allow um, – they have a group of models, essentially. And, you know, they add to them, but they, they, they try to get boys who come back. And they have personalities, you know, and they do stories, you know. And so they have, the jo- you know, over several episodes, they have a very sort of a jock-oriented one, you know, stories that go on for several episodes and guys spanking each other in athletic um, outfits. And they get to – and they act like people. I think that's what the – I think that they're a very popular studio, studio entirely because it is spanking porn. Um, they are straight guys, but they're a kind of allowed to act like people instead of – you know, they're not just a fantasy. It's, it feels real. Um, and so I, I think that there's a reason that they're a very popular studio. Uh, then one I want to kind of point out with uh, one that's called CP for Men. And CP, the number four men. Uh, they also do – it's also British. They also do some jock um, some jock spanking. Lots of different body types on there, but they do have jocks. They also – they have um, a guy on there named Tyler He's only done. He's done two videos. He's a, a recent addition, and he is. You see this guy. He is my fantasy bottom. He is I'm just. I'm writing this down, by the way. <laughs> if, you're, if you guys are writing this down, you should be. I'm writing this down as we. Now speak. he doesn't. I should. I should warn. It's mostly hand spanking, and it's not incredibly intense. So. Um, this is not – they're not the studio to go for if you want hardcore make-you-cry spankings. Uh, they get nice red bottoms, but Tyler is – he's – I think – I want to say he's probably six foot five. He's a football – he's built like a football player um, or a, rug, a rugby player since this is British. Um, very muscular, six foot four, six foot five, beautiful round bubble butt. Hmm. And he's like – he's literally – there's – he's a type of character – that a type of body type that appears in my spanking writing and i've never actually seen it show up in spanking videos and now here he is i'm like yes yes i actually you know i i I don't buy as much spanking videos as i used to because i actually get to spank people and be spanked now so there's less of a need for it but i did i did buy the i did buy those videos simply because he was on them so (laughs) So with Good that, you. you know, and of course, you know, jock fantasies, um, just get yourself some, it's, it, it's also a really easy fantasy to make, to, to make happen in real life. 
Um, you can get wrestling singlets online. I know a lot of people do that. Um, jock straps, of course, are nice and cheap. I've got a bunch. Um, and uh, football uniforms. You can get football pants. They're not quite as authentic as what the pros use, but you know they can. You can make do. It's a little bit uh, complicated. Of course, other sports as well. Sports outfits are really easy to get your hands on. Um, and then uh, you Couple know resources. Huh? Uh, eBay. Oh yeah. For the football stuff. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's used or not. It's going to be only probably won a couple times, right? Yeah. Try that. It might save you some money. Yeah. And then you know something else that. that uh, I'm going to bring up about the dynamic is that is also the, how the fantasy is different from the naughty boy dynamic or the brat dynamic or the bully dynamic is that it plays out. One of the things that, that the way that the jock fantasy plays out for me is um, fantasizing that these are young men who know that they need discipline. Like it's not just, Oh, I'm sorry that, you know, the, 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 the daddy boy fantasies or something, you know, or, or other types of fantasies revolve around, the you know punishing a naughty boy this is more about disciplining and it could be you know and it could be adult you know it doesn't you know there's the high school jock fantasy but there's also the college jock and adult jocks for me part of the jock spanking fantasy is the idea that jocks accept that they need corporal punishment as a form of discipline is that is that something that makes sense to you as you know someone who's interacted with jocks it's not only makes sense to me, it's stuff that I've done in real life. It's stuff that I've had done to me uh, in a high school. It's ha it's like living it out in, in what we do and our spanking stuff at different in different places. I was at a hotel and that fantasy came true where a guy was in a singlet. And the other guy was in a football uniform, and I was the coach. And they were caught, the, how it played out, they were caught for fighting. And they both got seriously spanked. They spanked each other. Then I spanked both of them. <laughs> it was very hot. And I will post pictures as well. <laughs> yeah, so, ah. so, so, so the idea is, you know, one of the fantasies about jocks is that jocks themselves recognize that they need corporal punishment as a form of discipline and it makes it kind of a different sort of play dynamic than other types of authority uh authority dynamics so so uh, something something else fun about the the jock dynamic and that's certainly in my writing the one thing that jock characters have in common in it's real it in, really is because they know a jock knows he's screwed up yeah yeah and that actually yeah yeah, and it's funny, growing up, you know, when you're younger and when you're isolated from jock culture, as a lot of young gay men is, when they have that mysterious culture, we may associate, you know, jocks with other annoying straight boy behavior, you know, bully, you know, people who treat you bad. And then as I've grown older, you know, and realized that jocks are a very particular type of personality um, that's different and separate from that. They are not actually... Once I hit high school, I realized that there was a separation happening. The jocks, the jocks weren't bullies. The jocks had too much stuff to do. They had too much work to do to go around causing problems for people. And being a jock is incredibly, it takes amount of uh, discipline, of course, this is, but amount of time. It's like it, I came to realize that essentially jocks and nerds are kind of the same personality type manifested in different ways. You know what? The, what the interests, what their areas of specialty are, are, are just different. But they're very similar types of personalities that they're very specialized discipline focuses. Absolutely. So. And I don't know about you, but I I was uh, had very good friends that were in that nerd. Yeah. Mode. Yeah. If you in if high you, school, I mean, we were just we had become good friends. What? Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I've discovered as an adult that if you, if you want to know what a, a military guy is, uh, you combine a jock with a nerd, and that's a military guy. I actually, you know, one of my one of my closest speaking buds is in the military, and he is both he is both a jock and a nerd. He is a great big great big gamer, and also was in sports in high school like you, 
and he's built like a truck. But he's also a massive nerd who reads sci-fi and all of this other stuff. So it's this, it's fascinating. And I realize that that's those are military guys. Military guys are all like these big build guys, and they play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> are you are you calling me a nerd as well? I'm not military myself. Yeah. Well, am I right? <laughs> you are. Yeah. Right. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, you, you take a jock with a nerd, you sandwich them together, and you get somebody who probably has uh, military ideations. Yeah. It's, it was just kind of a mind-blowing, like, eye-opening discovery, especially if you grow up, and, I, and I've mentioned this in the podcast, I grew up in the height of the AIDS panic, you know, in high school. And so there was this huge feeling of separation between, you know, if you're a gay teen, there was a huge feeling of separation of everyone between you and everybody else in the world. Mm. And so you, yes, yeah, so you really, I really had like no idea what was going on in, in all of these guys' heads until I got older and, you know, and there's this sort of revelation and I get along straight with, you know, I get along perfectly fine with all of these straight guys and, you know, everyone else now that I've, I've realized uh, all of that stuff. So, so anyway, um, I think that's enough. We can wrap up the jock fantasy. You can, the uh, if you if you want to, uh, if, if anyone reads my my crazy my crazy crazy spanking fiction, uh, jock fantasies play out a huge role in them, um, especially in my Aaron's game stories. So, um, uh, so with that, let's wrap up. We have some questions to answer this time. Um, the first one I got one from um, a younger guy, a, a very young guy on Scruff actually, who said he was 19. Of course, since we're talking about scruff and hookup sites you always have to question how honest they are but this was someone who was messaging me from the other side of the country and it's usual for someone to fake who they are just to ask you questions mm. um so I, I think it's pretty legitimate so he had some spanking experiences at a as a bottom and he was confused by the fact that um the tops who spanked them spanked him did not get erections so he he had some questions about that, and so um, do you get erections first of all when you're spanking guys? Almost every time. And I hardly ever, hardly ever. We're like we're almost like opposites. Like I will very rarely. So it's a, it's a it's a weird thing. It's uh, I, I wish I could say that there is an answer as to why that happens. I very and when I was communicating back and forth with him. I was explaining to him that I actually I rarely get erections when I'm spanking someone. That doesn't mean that I am not enjoying myself. And it was not sexually fulfilling for me to spank a dude just because he didn't have an erection. But because he's 19, you know, when you're 19, everything gives you an erection. Um, <laughs> and, the wind blows. I've got an erection. And, and you know, and we are very logically so, logically socialized to assume that, first of all, you know, um, erections are the primary indication of sexual arousal, and orgasms are the ultimate expression of sexual pleasure. And I'm not going to be, I'm not critical of that dynamic that is a very sensible, logical way of looking at sexual satisfaction among dudes. Um, but it, for, for people who have a heavy emphasis on fetish play, um, particularly in things like spanking, things that don't involve actual sexual activity, if you're not interested in the actual sex, whether or not you get an erection um, may play out differently. For me, um, as a top, as a spanker, I've talked about my love of bullying and all of that sort of stuff. So it really is the the mental dynamic that's playing out for me is what's really um, really makes me happy with my spanking experiences, both as a top as a bottom. I don't think I've ever gotten an erection as a bottom either. As much as, and you've seen me, you, you've pointed out how much I obviously enjoy getting spanked by Boss Man. Um, oh, yeah. But but I and I'm very much attracted to Boss Man too. But I never gotten an erection while being spanked by him. Wow. I, <laughs> I, I and and for me as like we are in that that area, polar opposites. I can feel myself getting hard when I hear somebody get <laughs> Seriously, it's like, whoa, wow, that's awesome. That's hot. It just things happen. And when I'm spanking somebody, I've got somebody over my knee, 
and I'm feeling their butt, and they're kind of wiggling in my lap a little bit, that is very hot to me, very arousing, and things just pop up. Yeah, and then, of course, keep in mind um, <laughs> biological things that happen to our bodies as we get older. Um, typically for some guys, uh, not all guys, but some guys, start their bodies start producing less and less testosterone as they get older, and this is what causes a lot of, you know, for men who have, um, you know, performance issues uh, sure. when they are, that is one of the things that happens and why, you know, why older men often have to use... Uh, Medical assistance. Enhancements. Enhancements, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've tried them myself. myself because uh, it's one of the things, actually, I have, uh, one, of the, one of the things when I talked earlier about losing weight, uh, one of the things that happened is that I, have, I had uh, type 2 diabetes, and it was starting to get more severe, and I realized that I really actually needed to lose weight um, because it was affecting, really affecting the health of my body. And, but one of the things that, that happens if you have diabetic, the, uh, what's called neuropathy, which is the, sort of the, the nerve damage that can come with it, is that it can make all of your body less, sensi- uh, less sensitive to feelings, including pleasure, uh, and which means that somebody who's you know has is diabetic might have a harder time getting an erection. And, you know, lots of weird little biological things like that. So, but overall, I would say, um, do not. I would not tie um, enjoyment of a spanking experience as either a top or a bottom with erections. Some guys absolutely, get them. Some guys not. don't. Yeah. So because, I mean. All of the straight guys that I've spanked in my life, and there's been a lot of them, it's like I kind of hide the fact a little bit that I have <laughs> erection when I'm spanking them because I don't want to put them off. Or... That's very nice of you. A lot of guys, like, there, there are guys who really want to, like, um, who get overly who want to try to get overly sexual when they mm. get their hands on a straight dude. So it's really it's really smart and Not nice me. of you to be very careful like that. That means that you get to keep spanking them. It's, well, here's <laughs> a, hopefully. And, and, well, of course, everything is negotiated. You have to feel them out, too, because – Sometimes they're not what they say they are. <laughs> Sydney said the they same say, thing. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, well, why don't you strip? Why don't you take off all your clothes from the waist down? It's like, really? It's like, okay, that's a change from what we've talked about. Oh, he, they they ask you to take. They, your... They've had oh, that. I've, okay, that has happened before. And I say, you know, I think I'm going to leave my boxers and my briefs on. Thanks, thanks, but or whatever, or I might, depending on the situation. But it's again, again, everything should be negotiated beforehand. It's not. It's like surprise. Okay, you want to change now, and you're straight. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So anyway, but yeah. Anyway, so it varies. Just to answer that question, it varies wildly. If you're a young gentleman getting into this baking scene just be aware that um that it's the way that people in this banking the way their sexuality expresses themselves in the scene itself varies significantly from person to person so um and then you actually after the last podcast episode you got a question yeah i did i had a gentleman who had to actually um, is on Spank This Hookups, and he contacted me about a year ago, and then he heard the podcast and messaged me and said, uh, by the way, is there any kind of um, apps that you know of to hide my information and my pictures and my text? And I said, well, yeah, I actually I do. Um, one of the ones that I use of course, this is Android, Apple guys. There's a ton of stuff out there, and I'll get to that in a second. But Hide It Pro is what I use, and hundreds of thousands of people have used it. And very successfully, it looks like an audio manager type of app, but then you have to press a certain spot, and then the password part comes up. And if you hit the wrong part of it, it says something error activated. And we'll, if you look at it, it'll make somebody put the phone down because it's, they don't want to, anything to do with an error if they've, they're trying to you know, spy on your phone. Um, if you type in on Google, it, and this is not 
saying anything about cheating on anybody. I don't want to bring that out, but 25 ways to cheat on your girlfriend. <laughs> we're not trying to cheat on anybody, but we're trying to... Yeah, 25 to... apps to cheat on your girlfriend, yeah. That, correction, thank you. But this is trying to protect your own information and protect your own uh, stuff going forward. Yeah. That's it. Yep, yep. So, oh... I, I kind of I, I don't judge people for doing that. I just kind of wish when things like that happen, I wish you know that we that people could be more open about pursuing their fetishes with their loved ones. Wouldn't that be nice if a, a couple people that I know that are honest, a straight guy and a straight gal, and knows of it, and he she wants him to be happy. Yeah. And he's happy, and, and he performs like a tiger when he gets back to her after <laughs> he's had a good spanking. You know, there's no sex involved, no hanky-panky. I don't touch him at all, just his butt. And he's a very happy camper, and then she's a very happy camper, too, after he takes care of business. Yeah, 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 that's actually, you know, that... I would have to get a straight dude on the podcast to kind of talk about that, but I hear stories like that a lot about uh, from straight dudes who who are in relationships with women, but also very much have a, a a need for spankings from other dudes. And it would be great to kind of talk about why that is, but I would have to get I would have to find a straight dude who's willing to come onto the podcast and talk, who's in a relationship with a woman, and, you know, who's hey, I, willing to talk about what that all means for him. So, but if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast, definitely hit me up. And actually, this is a good opportunity to wrap up this episode. Um, I want to thank you, Daddy Vegas, for being on the podcast with us. How do people get in touch with you if they if they want to communicate with you? Well, I'm, I'm uh, Big Daddy Vegas on Spank This Hookups. I'm Spanking Paddling Dad on Recon, and I'm Coach Frank on SouthSpanking.com. And I am on Recon, Scruff, and Waps as Red Spank Scott. Oh, and on Tumblr as Red Spank Scott, all one word. And I'm on Spank This Hookups as Red SPK Scott. So you can hit me up with all sorts of questions if you are struggling to meet people. If you want me to, if you are a young person and you want to hear me beg you to come out to Moonbird. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Seriously, Don't if every if everybody under the age of 25 who has communicated with me about coming to Moonbird came out to Moonbird all the same party, there would be like I'd probably at least a dozen of them. And they could all play with each other and they could all get to know each other. Um, but, uh, so, but anyway, but with that, um, I'd like to thank everybody from tuning in and I will check you all next time. Once again, this has been Dude Spake and Dudes.